Welcome to the Lakeland Sports Guys. Chris Cox next to me. I'm Tom Carroll. We've got the coach Dan Spivey here at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. It's Thursday, which means the ribeye steak sandwich and the twice-baked potato to go along with it. I didn't get my twice-baked potato today, but I did get uh, my ribeye steak sandwich. They sold out of the baked potatoes by 12.05 today. They were gone. So if you didn't get here early, you missed out on all of it. And lesson learned, I need to order mine in advance and get them to put it to the side. Just tell me I'm in a little early, but today I can tell you who took your potato. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Sam's uh, you your lunch, right? I, I had mine and my wife had hers, and we split a sandwich, so... <laughs> Well, guys, glad to have you back here once again. Uh, it is uh, week one of the playoffs. They get underway. We've got a little college to talk about. Hey, we got some volleyball to talk about. 96 Wildcats involved in the upper state championship game uh, in the process of that. we got a new uh, volleyball head coach over at Cambridge we need to talk about uh, a little as well. And uh, you need experience with all of that because uh, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get into it when we, when we come around. But, gosh, what a uh, week it is coming up here. Week one of the playoffs, um, just about every single Lakeland's team is involved in a game somewhere this Friday night. So you can't say you have anything to do this weekend because you do. So. Yeah, it's got to go somewhere. Gotta so be at somewhere. least Friday night. Yep. Yep. For sure, for sure. Um, uh, as far as the rankings went, when you look at the overall rankings as of right now that came out on Tuesday, the final rankings is what uh, uh, it is listed as because um, they won't rank them again after this until the end of the season uh, when they come around. But Saluda ended up falling out of the rankings. Uh, once again, Abbeville still number one in, in that regard. And um, uh, whom I missed, 96 is still in the top 10 as well. So uh, you got three teams that are still ranked in that regard. And you got uh, a bunch of great games that are going to be coming up here. And let's go ahead and, and start, first of all, since we are talking high school, let's, let's talk a little bit uh, about. Um, the new volleyball coach over at Cambridge Academy. As we have stepping down, Samantha Shelley, what a great eight years she had over there. Fantastic job that she did, um, citing that she wants to be involved with her family a little bit more, and I can understand that. I mean, it takes a lot out of you and a lot uh, involved in coaching uh, kids of that, you know, in that regard. And it's, it's more of a year-round sport now, too. That's yep. the other thing. Plus, she uh, went on top. So. Yeah, she, she did. <laughs> That's how you want to leave your job. She did. Um, so, congrats on the, on the fine season that she had, and then um, also congratulations to Chelsea Calvert. Uh, she went ahead and was asked to be the next coach. She accepted that position. She's been uh, one of the assistants with Coach Shelley for uh, six years now. And, um, uh, you know, great honor for her to step up into this role. Um, it's even a, a uniquer development because I, I didn't know until Monday that there was a, another volleyball um, uh, league that was here in, in the Greenwood area. You know, on top of all of that. So yeah. uh, I learned a little bit more in the process uh, of everything. And then the next day, all of a sudden, we found out that uh, Miss or Coach Calvert was uh, going to be the next head coach to go along with all of that. So um, interesting, though, that her husband now is my physical therapist, so I have to be really nice. <laughs> you want a funny story? What's that? Sloan's my cousin. Is he really? Yeah. I did not know that. He's my cousin. When I saw he's the one that put on our webpage, he, he's hot. I wasn't going to respond to that. <laughs> well, I, told, I told him today when I saw him, I said, well, you're just partial. <laughs> well, tell him who I am, and then he'll be like, oh, yeah. I, but yeah, he's, he's yeah, you my need, cousin. You need to get that bum off the stage. 
That's that's Randall and Kelly's son, so I know they're proud of, of Chelsea also. Yeah, but, uh, you know, he and, and Chelsea are, are co-owners of Palmetto Elite Volleyball Club uh, to go along with that. And, and we got two really good clubs that are here in town. Volleyball has really exploded uh, in the Lakelands area because of these two clubs. I had heard of the other one, but I didn't know who was running it. So I tell you, I don't keep up with my family too often, but anyway. Um, that's, uh, yeah, we are lucky here because we know about Emerald City and we promote them a lot. So, you know, now we have to give a little bit back to uh, Palmetto also because, I mean, I love they kept the name the same and left it in the area too. So uh, congratulations on that also. Yeah, big news in that regard. Um, and then we have some big news uh, also uh, as far as the All-State teams that were announced. We've got four from the Lakelands that are going to be on the uh, on the All-State team. In the Class 3A, you got uh, Demetra Jordan out of Emerald. Um, in the Class 2A, of course, uh, everybody knows uh, Janiah Squire out of 96. Also, uh, you got Kiriana Burton out of Abbeville. And then the Class 1A on the uh, state volleyball team is going to be Georgia Wojciechowski. Um, from Dixie is on that list as well. So, uh, you know, four really good volleyball players, and we've got a lot more in this area that are just as good. So uh, we're looking forward to some bigger things coming up here in the future. You got to love, like I said, everything's coming out the same, like North, South, Trumbull. That's huge for these volleyball ladies and guys. So it's interesting to see what we got left coming in, coming out of this home further on. Yeah. And the all-star matches are going to be held at Brooklyn Casey High School coming up on November the 18th. So uh, keep that in mind uh, with the all-state players being recognized during that north-south uh, uh, all-star matchup weekend. That'd be fun to go and that watch. Was, you're right. Yeah. Have to see if we can get there. And then uh, the big news, Tuesday night, 96 Volleyball. They got to uh, uh, take part in the upper state finals against the Landrum Cardinals and um, didn't quite go the way that the Wildcats wanted to. We were rooting for them, but they ended up losing in straight sets, 17-25, 14-25, and 18-25. Uh, so their season comes to an end uh, in the Upper State Championship game. But, hey, they've gotten better and, and advanced one more game each single time. Um, they finished the season at 20-6 and six overall, and that's a lot you can brag about. I saw it. You know, first set got them going into it. But, I mean, that's, that's a solid season for that team. So, of course, uh, Janiah Squire had another great game, as did Aubrey Landon. Uh, you had uh, Kingsley Thomas, a uh, big factor in all of this. Um, and Maddie Smith, she probably was the player of that uh, entire match for the uh, – uh, uh, for the Wildcats, um, really had them coming back. They also, uh, I didn't realize this, they only had four seniors on the, on the 96 team. So oh, wow. they're going to be just as strong next year. Well coached as well. Yep. Yep. So, and they got players on both of those. Uh, I'm telling you, you got to get involved in, in these year-round <laughs> programs in order to really step up and become a factor nowadays uh, in the world of volleyball. All right, so let's get to the playoff rounds. They begin this Friday night. Round number one gets underway. We're going to start with Class 1A uh, as of right now. When you look at Class 1A, um, and particularly for us here in the Lakelands, we've got uh, some pretty good ones that, that are involved. you got uh, Dixie, McCormick, um, Calhoun Falls really came on here again this year, but you got the big three and the Christ Churches and the St. Joe's and Southern Christians that go along with all of that. So, yeah, that on top of it uh, makes it a little bit different. But, um, you know, to us, Dixie ends up winning the – should be a, the winner of that region if you take those those others that, out of the mix of everything involved. But let's go ahead and start with the games that are going to be taking place. Let's start with uh, McCormick Chiefs. They're going to be on the road, going to be taking on Blacksville Hill to the Fighting Hawks, as they like to be called. Uh, McCormick 3-7, and 2-4 and four in region play, where the Hawks are 8-2 and two overall, 5-1 and one in region play right now. Um, they got one common opponent. Both of them have played uh, Calhoun Falls. 
Backville Hilda beat them 51 to 6, whereas McCormick ended up winning 40 to 12. Um, Got to look at McCormick, though. They do have a north-south selection in Cam Durant. That uh, could be a deciding factor in all of this. And um, th- th- It's hard to look at Blackville Hilda and the region that they're in and try to understand because, you know, they they ended up blowing out some teams with the exception of Calhoun County. Yeah. Um, right. Everything else they ended up blowing out. Winston, Nelco, uh, Ridge Springs, Mineta, uh, Hunter Connor, Tyler, uh, Wagner, Sally. They just kind of ran their way through all of those squads. I'm just going on my, my notes for I got here. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, that's a, a that's an opponent that McCormick does know. Uh, Coach Kyrie would know him from his days at Stone Thurman, but that's also a team that McCormick's played, like, what, three out of the last four or five years, that's who they ended up having to play first round. Um, it's a road game, of course. So, it'll be interesting to see. Cam does a lot for that team. So, and this is a really good football team they're playing. But, you know, we, we're going to stay strong with that 1A group up here in the Lakelands and uh, try to pull out a way to win that game. And it's going to be interesting uh, to see uh, offense versus defense in this one. Blackville Hilda averaging 34 points a game. Their defense only giving up 17. McCormick is averaging about 21, but they're giving up 34. So um, this it's going to have to be a shootout in order to beat these guys. Blackville Hilda plays in that tough region also. That's not a that's not a cupcake there. You know, I joke about cupcakes all the time, but that's not a cupcake region. And like I said, McCormick's going to have to play their best – football if they want to have a chance to stay in this football game uh, and there's some good ones this week starting with that McCormick game so I'll be interested to see how they play and keep up with them during during our games and stuff like that and coach coach you know call you in the crowd can pull a win out pull an upset well they got off to a rough se- start to the season but uh kind of turned things around once Regents play started they got a big win over Weir Shoals that really uh and and Dick, they played Dixie tough they played Dixie to one point game yep. and that, that may be the one game that kind of hurt where Shoals, as far as them not even being close to making the playoffs, but like I said, when you we've seen Dixie play, and I've yet to see McCormick this year, and that's on me. But I mean, McCormick with the start of their schedule, that's when you when you ask Coach Collier, say, could you start with any two tougher games, and he'd probably tell you no. But the, the statement he made to me and Stan at Touchstone Club was, he said, "Is it correct grammar to say we've righted the ship?" And I said, "Yeah." You're going to go into the playoffs, man. You you righted the ship, so to speak. He said, because I'm going to tell you something. Them first two games, I wasn't sure I was head coach at McCormick. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, I was Abbeville, who's going – they're playing also at home this week. And then Lincoln, and Lincoln County, which is also at home this week. So, And like I said, when you start with a schedule like that and you can come down to – and you go through your region um, and you play the, the big boys, the top three, and, you you know, you're in there. And, and Stan, maybe that's the reason that they allow a lot of these teams with – losing records to make playoffs because they load it down at the top with these big boys and they say well you know what if you can go three and whatever in your region you ought to be in the playoffs you know i know we're, we're short teams and stuff like that but don't take don't take this team lightly i mean like i said cam durant's picked up a really new role with this team other than defense and so like i said everybody's playing both ways now so i mean it's it's a it's a tough game to win the road but uh they're gonna have to play their game to win it and i, I think they can i mean well, and and this is one of those things, you know, we're into the playoffs now. So, um, any of these head coaches, it doesn't matter what level. If you've got a JV team, these coaches are looking at who on that JV team might be able to help me if I need it. And they go down and they'll pull up different teams, they'll pull up different amounts of the younger guys at different positions and, he may think that he's a little bit weak 
say, in the secondary, but he's got this guy down there on the JV team that he can come in and give me a couple of plays so I can give that guy a rest. And that's the biggest thing at this level is just having bodies. And this is going to give that team enough bodies to where they can play some of these better teams like the Blackville Hilders that may not have to play as many people both ways. So hopefully that can be a help and we pull in for wire shows to go in there and get it done. <laughs> hopefully the Chiefs will be able to do yeah. that. So we wish them the best of luck because they'll be on the road Friday night as they head over to Blacksville Hill to take on those fighting Hawks. Yep. Well, the team here in the Lakelands has probably got the toughest matchup. And there's some, there's some tough draws that some of these people yep. took some of these teams have took um, but Calhoun Falls probably by far drew the toughest they got the Louisville Lions in this one <laughs> nine and one overall they're four and oh in region play it's hard to believe that Louisville played Oceanside in week zero ended up losing and getting shut out 24 nothing uh, in the process but then after that they just destroyed they everybody the ship. <laughs> yeah and, and they had uh, uh, great falls ended up forfeiting against them they just didn't have enough players to play them at that particular point but um, they've got two games uh, where they scored 70 or more points uh, they got uh, another four games where they scored 50 or more points and one game where they scored 49 so <laughs> the team can score, but, I mean, like you said, they're led by probably one of the best running backs in the state, Deshaun Reader, so. Well, you got that, and then you got the north-south selection and Deion Brown, who's the wideout that is very, very talented. And a good quarterback, so. That might be why that was my pick, remember? First <laughs> and I hadn't been against the big three, and I can't tell you when. I mean, it's always been, for me and Tom, it's always been like Southside Christians. Southside, and then Christchurch. But this Louisville team's for real, and they, they're going to have the road to cut out because they're going to have to beat these big three to get where they're going, at least one of the big three. So, Well, maybe two. Well, it's one, yeah. Say, on that side of the bracket, so. yeah. Uh, they're, both, they're all on the same side in that upper state championship game, so we'll see. But 50.1 points per game they're averaging. Louisville is uh, only giving up four <laughs> a game what? in the process of this. Uh, this is where Calhoun falls, and they're averaging maybe 13 points. They're giving up about 40. So you're giving up two safeties on a year at Louisville. Yeah. Is that what you're telling yeah, me? Basically. Wow. That's defense. Now we we and we we watched it all year long, and then I had in my mind I was thinking six, and I was like, well, "Where did we get the four from?" But there we go. But we've seen this Calhoun Falls team grow over the year. Uh, they've won a couple of ball games this year. That you know, this is the first time in what five or six years that they've even won a ball game. Yeah, they're two and let, six right now. Let alone two. Building the so, team. That's so they they they're, they're making the right strides. And Coach Sears right. does a good job, and I'm going to tell you, I, I'll still say this. I'll say it next year when we go back into it again. Getting Kelly Bryant to come there is huge because yeah. most of the people up in Cowan Falls are Bryants for the majority, and that means they more than likely, you know what, they're kin. So, and adding that, the offensive firepower that he's got in his mind and, and let him call plays, that team's going to do nothing but get better for next year. All right, another game in the 1A ranks here in the Lakelands. The Dixie Hornets, uh, two and six overall, two and three in region play, but their their record isn't vindictive of, of what they've gone through and, and the teams that they have played. They played some really tough, really talented teams uh, to go along with that, and in bigger classifications, higher classifications. But they get the MacBee Panthers in this one. 
Uh, MacBee's five and four, three and one in their region as of right now, um, averaging about thirty points a game, giving up about twenty nine. Whereas Dixie's averaging sixteen and giving up about forty. Uh, but you know, MacBee is in that same region with Louisville. Uh, they end up in the number two spot uh, after that loss to uh, fifty eight to seven loss that they took last Friday night to the Lions. Um, in this one. So they may be a little beat up coming in. And Dixie, as we know, if they can get it, they've got speed on the ground, but I think they've got to go through the air. They've got to establish the passing game early. They do. I, this is a game, Tom, when you were going over the, the records. I mean, yeah, they, they came out of that region. and But like I said, I think this time, this matchup probably is favorable to Dixie. I mean, if we got any one of the three teams in this thing that's favorable, it is Dixie. Because of their record and who they who they've lost to, and I mean it's almost like a head to head because the same things happened to Dixie. They're there in the playoffs now, and then you got to deal with them. And I, we all know that if you got a guy to six five, you throw the ball up, and we saw that in general. So, make me better be ready to see the same type deal because we know they got a quarterback can get the ball up in the air. We know they got two really good running backs and Wilson. Um, and then Ferguson being the, the taller guy I'm talking about. And then they they both play defense as well. So I think of all the games, that's the winnable one for our Lakeland's 1A team. And over the last 10 years, these two teams know each other very well. They always seem to meet in the first or second round of the playoffs. Matter of fact, I think uh, wasn't it about three, four years ago, maybe a little longer, that they met in the Upper State Championship? Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. You go but I think, it, so. you know, this Dixie team <clears throat> is much like Greenwood High. They've got a lot of people. A lot of young people, quarterbacks are sophomore. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you may not can call him a sophomore now that you've played a full year, but uh, still, he was a sophomore. So um, hopefully, the playoff jitters don't get into him. And I think Coach Starr and that staff will do a good job. Uh, we're seeing improvements up there too, and they're only going to get better. They're a young team, much like Greenwood and. Calhoun Falls, a lot of these other teams that we're talking about have really young teams this year. And we're going to see some fireworks come out. It's not going to surprise me to see more than one upset coming out of these Lakelands teams that we have in there. And that starts at the 1A level I agree. all the way up. So. I think as far as you go up, I think that's our best shot of that game. But uh, who knows? Like I said, Coach Theus and them, they, that, to me, they've been very impressive this year at Cowan Balls. Yeah. I mean, because we went from a jamboree two years ago to, what, eight, nine, ten, eleven players to not even have enough to fill the finish the jamboree off to now you're making the playoffs with a new coach. And that's the thing that we should also remember. The majority of these coaches in the Lakeland's 1A are brand new football. I mean, football brand coaches. New, they are. I mean, new they head are. coaches. Sorrow, and then Collier, and then Theus, and then um, – I mean, that's three God. of the ones we're yeah, talking Rooney about. Well, yeah, yeah, you got, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's, and that's amazing that yeah. you going that you can still change out the, the coach, so to speak, and you still can put a team in the playoffs. That's, that's phenomenal. All right, uh, moving on to the 2A ranks here in the Lakelands. Uh, the Saluda Tigers uh, get a fun one. They get to host the Newberry Bulldogs. This is an old rivalry that goes back uh, a few years. I should say a few years, a few decades. It's yeah. a better word for it to go along with it. But the Tigers, 7-3 overall, 3-2 and two in region play. Um, their uh, losses in region came to the uh, uh, Big Two in Silver Bluff. Uh, or no, they beat Silver Bluff 15-14. Yeah. But uh, Strom Thurmond was at 48-3 loss. Uh, that was there. So they got the end, they ended up with the number two spot. Um, Newberry, 5-4, 4-2 and four, four and overall. Um, 
you know, they do have a common opponent. Both have played Batesburg-Leesville. Um, Newberry ended up losing 26-28, to whereas uh, Saluda also lost 17-20. to And they played Mid-Carolina. Both of them absolutely destroyed uh, the running Rebels in that one. But um, give the edge here a little bit, I think, towards the Saluda. Uh, they got a great running back in Kimane Brunson to go along with a good defense. I think uh, that's really going to carry them uh, maybe in the second or third round of the playoffs. Plus, they replaced McCary, quarterback, and he did. the other guy came in, the newer guy came in, did fairly well with the, with the game management and everything that Coach gives them. Plus, uh, this game's at Bettis Herlong Field. So, that, when you play at Saluda, that's that old school field that we love to go to. And, you know, I, I'm excited for Saluda. I, I think that they – Another of the Lakeland teams, as we claim them, that has a really good chance to move on. And uh, the thing you got to worry about them is the next bracket because you're also very familiar with your possible opponents that you might end up playing. And, I mean, sooner rather than later, they're going to end up meeting. They're going to run into probably a Strum Thurman again if they move on and continue to play. So I'm excited for the two. We, we've, said all, we've said all year, and it's funny because 1A, 2A, and now you throw three in there, and we, we're four at Greenwood. But, I mean, that, the playoffs are getting ready to be phenomenal. And like I said, we can almost pick a team out of each one of the classes, and, and we got somebody we can talk about. So, <laughs> all right, uh, let's move on to another two A team. Ninety six Wildcats, eight and two overall, four and one in region play. They get to uh, come back. This is the first time since two thousand and eighteen <laughs> that they get to come back to uh, Wilson Campbell Stadium and host a playoff game to go along with that. Um, you know, 5-0 and uh, at home as of right now. You know, they were wishing they had Abbeville at home with that record to go along with it. They do have a common opponent with Keenan, and that being Mid-Carolina. Both of them ended up winning that one. Um, 96 beat them 21-0, whereas Mid-Carolina uh, lost to Keenan 42-14 to in that one. Um, Look at points-wise, 96 averaging 30, Keenan averaging 32, 96 giving up 21, Keenan giving up about 17 as of right now. And uh, this is going to be a fun matchup. When I had a chance to talk with Coach Bennett earlier this week, uh, I, first of all and foremost, I ended up congratulating him on on uh, a great season overall. There aren't too many coaches that you have that play for a region championship in their first year. Here's a little bit about what he had to say leading into that and the Keenan Raiders. Yeah, you know, it was um, the Friday night obviously didn't go the way we, we wanted it to, but um, you know, overall reflecting on the season, regular season, you, you know, eight and two first year with a, a small senior class that had to buy into some new things. And, you know, that's something me and our staff talked about. We talked about before the season started, if we felt like if we maximized our potential, we could be playing for a region championship in week 10. And we did that. And, uh, you know, we played a good football game for about two and a half quarters Friday night. And then, uh, you know, when you play great teams, you have to be able to sustain the wave that inevitably comes and they the wave hit us in the middle of the second quarter and we just couldn't do anything to get out of our own way and you know they're a great football team not taking anything away from coach Nichols and the job they do over there that was a they're a fine fine group well looking forward to the playoffs now you get the first round playoff uh with taking second place in the region that's a plus get to come back to Wilson Campbell next week against uh, a Keenan team that you look at their record they're four and four they're still averaging about 32 points a game and only giving up about 17. You wouldn't think that with that kind of a record. Yeah, their defense is really good. They've uh, they've not given up a lot of points. Um, all their losses, for the most part, have been close. Um, you know, they've they're a good football team. They've they've come up short in a couple of close games, and uh, 
you know, it should be a good, it'd be a good test for us Friday night. Uh, you know, we're certainly hoping to put on a good showing for the home crowd. It'd be our first home playoff game here at 96 since eight. Somebody told me since 18 and, uh, 18 was also the last time they won a playoff game here. So, you know, we're, uh, we're trying to flip those, those two things in our favor and, um, you know, Keenan's not going to lay down and roll over. Though. They're they're good, they're good physical. They fly around, very athletic. Uh, they're well coached. Our coach has done a good job. Um, so we uh, we got a big one ahead of us Friday night. Well, as far as their defense goes, being as stout as they are, what is their base? They base they based all year out of a shade fifty, which you don't see very much anymore. Shade fifty is kind of an old school defense, but. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna put five guys on the line of scrimmage and and they got they let their inside backers kind of run and be football players and they they play a lot of man coverage in the, on the back end and um they I mean they they do stuff that you have to be really athletic to be able to pull off but I've I've told I've talked to a couple of coaches this week and I've just been like you know you don't you just don't see the shade fifty very much anymore. Um, <laughs> Because of the world, the world of spread, and you know, you see, you'll see a lot of regular old three fours or or four twos, four threes, four fours, but you don't you don't see a shade fifty very much. That used to be a lot of people's base defense back in the day when they, you know, everybody was in the wishbone or split back beer, but they don't care. They gonna they 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 do a couple different things, but their their base is that shade fifty look, and it's a uh, it's it's different. So. Yeah, we gotta we gotta be sound in what we do, and we gotta take advantage of what they give us, and you know, gotta try to force the issue a little bit. You know, try to be a little aggressive offensively and uh, defensively. Our guys have gotta play smart, play team defense. We can't we can't be selfish. We can't get out of place because they've got the kind of speed and and they throw the ball very well. And um, you know, we just we gotta play good team defense, but. Yeah, the same. You asked the scheme thing, the shade fifty thing. All week long, I've been talking about it to other coaches that you know, other offensive guys that we talk. Uh, we talk pretty good bit, and I'm sure, like, man, you just don't see it a lot. And it's it's a good it's a good defense, but it's a uh, it's going to be interesting. As far as their offense goes, um, you mentioned that they throw they throw the ball extremely well. I'm I'm guessing there's kind of like three or four really good skill guys. Yeah, all their all their skill guys can go. Uh, the running backs, the receivers, uh, the quarterbacks, a really good player. Um, he's, a uh, he's dynamic in that, you know, we gotta, we gotta try to keep him in the pocket we don't want him running around too much. Um, we could end up in a scramble drill situation like we did against Chesney and we don't want that. Um, but I think in the region playing Chesney's quarterback and Liberty's quarterback and, you know, Certainly, Abbeville's quarterback, but Abbeville, he never dropped back to pass. <laughs> but, uh, you know, playing the kid from Liberty and the kid from Chesney should give us a, a pretty good idea of how we got to defend this kid. That's going to be fun. What about the uh, special teams? Uh, you know, special teams is a, special teams is a world, very right? important third of the game. And, you know, Coach Long does a great job at our special teams. And, and you know, as the head coach, I – I give my opinions, my two cents here and there, but um, he's he's got a very thorough game plan that we think could be good for us. So, you know, we have to uh, we have to be able to not 
kill ourselves on special teams, which I was proud of our special team, our kickoff unit Friday night. We uh, kicker miss hit the ball, and we kicked it to the best player on the field, which is the Leach kid. And uh, we were able to tackle him. He didn't get a big return against us, so that was uh, that was good. That speaks speaks highly to our kids and how hard we coached that unit that we were able to make that play. But uh, I would rather not do that this week, if at all possible, <laughs> not kick it to uh, not kick it to their best player. So there you have uh, Coach Matthew Bennett, uh, go Cats, as he likes to say. And uh, you know, it's always a pleasure going in and, and sitting with him in the office and talking a little bit of football because afterwards we get to talk a little bit uh, about college football and some other things as well. But um, you know, just a great individual to sit down and, and very honest with you. I mean, he was honest in saying that the, the Shade 50, whether being a, an old defense or not, these kids can run it to almost perfection. It is an old defense. Let's call it what it is. I mean, but the positive to the shade defense is the fact that the reason this team is so good offensively is because you can pass on it. Yeah. It, it's. I remember Coach Hill. He he would used to. He didn't want to call it fifty. Call it thirty nine and a half. But which never made sense. But anyway, it's weird to stop your wishbone or your running backs. Like if I was playing North Augusta, I'd run shape it. I mean, I'm not North Augusta, Midland Valley, and just stop that kid in his tracks. But, yeah, you don't hear it anymore. But to me, that sets up better for him. And he probably smiled when he told you that. Yeah. Because Braden Mitchell can sling the ball. And what up. it does is it opens, it's going to open up Zay King to do a couple things. You can either, you know, send him out on a little screen or receiver screen, running back screen, whatever you want to do, dump pass. And that sets up well for him. I'm, I think he can still get his yards running the football. But I, I when you said that, when he said shade 50, you say I wrote it right there, shade 50. And I said, that's passing, man. And that's, that's probably the reason this team's so good offensively because they throw against these boys all day long. And you just don't see – you definitely don't see it in their region with Abbeville. And that's the one thing. You, I, you, you were on the tightrope with him about that other one because he had to bring up Abbeville. And I know he couldn't have been a happy camper. <laughs> he probably had Doc throwing uh, paint cans out in the yard all week trying to get it settled. But I, w- I was waiting on him to say when you said special teams that the boys are mental cases and they are. And, uh, but like you said, Coach Long does a good job with them. And it is. It comes down simply to, as we see it every week at Greenwood, it comes down to making sure you know where to put that ball off that T and who you want to get and who you don't want. Um, but for me, the most amazing thing out of that whole thing you just said, it's been five years since they won a playoff game. Five years since they've been to Wilson Campbell. That is crazy numbers mm-hmm. from the history that 96 does have. So, Coach Bennett's the right guy for the job, man. I love hearing your interviews with him every week. Um, and I, I, hey, man, bring him on in here, man. He, if he wants to talk some college and some chaos and some, <laughs> he'd probably come. He'd call my stuff foolish. But um, anyway, always a good. And I think that's a game that they can certainly win. Um, and I, I think they can win it big, especially playing what they played with Liberty, Chesney, and those quarterbacks that they played. I think his defense is going to feel at home, literally at home, seeing that kind of an offense coming at them. Yeah, so you're looking at another big talk. Strong kid. You are. And, I mean, like I said, you can't take anything away from the guy because he he is good. But this 96 team, I mean, people look at it, they say, oh, 42 nothing to Abilene. No, I don't. If you think that about 96, you're going to lose the game right off the bat. Well, the the one thing that uh, we have to look at with with not only 96 but Saluda too, how healthy are they? Both of them have been kind of beat up the last game or two of the year. Are those – Offensive linemen, those defensive linemen, are they getting healthy enough? If 96 is healthy on the offensive line, like you say, 
going against this shade 50, hey, they're going to light him up. And then all of a sudden, he's going to hit a couple of passes. They're going to start kind of trying to put some pressure on the quarterback or try to, especially if they're playing man and they go to try to play zone, watch out. Here comes Zay King at you because they're going to beat him to the corner with Zay or they're going to hit him with a little, you know, little something down the field, a little maybe, uh, and it might not even be, it might be a backwards pass. Mm-hmm. Or some, or uh, one of those where he comes in front of the quarterback and he just pitches it to him. I mean, they're going to get Zay King the ball. And next thing you know, he may be running loose in the secondary. And if you, especially if you're playing man on your receivers, depending on what you're doing with your safeties. And that that's one thing about the, the 50. The safeties are going to be a little bit more involved in the run game. They're going to be looking to stop Zay King. And this is where uh, the rest of the 96 offense needs to show up. Yeah, the re- they got good receivers at 96. So, yeah. you can't you, – you, I mean, we always talk about Zay King because, I mean, when you have a touchdown club, he's about to hit every one of them. He's playing pretty good. But, I mean, their receivers at 96 are pretty good this year. Our Braden Mitchell's numbers – our Carver Davis and Mitchell's either one. Our Davis's numbers wouldn't be up like they are. So, uh, I expect a big offensive output. And I, this is a game that, you know, I really – I mean, this could be end up being a – 35, 42 to 7 game, something like that. But this is a game where, the, you know, a playoff game at home. Yeah. 96 has not had one. The people down there are hungry for it. So you better get there early if you want your seats. Now, I and, do know uh, they have all the concessions in because uh, they were rolling in while I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, semi-truckloads of yeah, concessions. They're getting ready. So, uh, let's, you know, come on, 96. Let's get this one won. And one thing I noticed, Tom, on most of the sites, I don't know if you've seen all of them like I have or not, because I've looked at everybody from Midland Valley to North Coast. Um, I think it's $10 at the gate for most of them. And then if it is, if you are going to pay by your card, have it ready and have that number already in your phone when you go to the line just to ease it off because it is going to be packed and it's going to get there quick. Um, but, yeah, that's the one thing I noticed on high school league is it is going to be $10 cash at the gate. Or if you're going to use your card, have it ready like we were doing that mm-hmm. day over at, at Dixie. We were worried about getting in that day too. But, yeah, you're right, Stan, because like, like last week's game, you might as well make sure you got a cop at the bank's office because it's going to shut this town down because yeah. they're going to watch some football. They're <laughs> so not worried play, about <laughs> – Well, and it's not just football. It's, it's playoff, playoff game right. football. Can you imagine the win if they can pull this one off? And I think they can. This, this man's going to move up on the all-time list already with a win just because they are so to hungry. Be up there for, with Mike Doodle. Yeah, because they are hungry, man. 96 has always been synonymous with winning football games. So. All right, uh, another 2A team that is in action Friday night over at Heights Stadium is going to be the Panthers of Abbeville. Uh, they're the number one seed taking on the sixth seed, um, the Columbia Capitals in this one. Remember this game last year <laughs> was so lopsided. Do you remember that game? I, it was like 60 to 10 or something. And, it was, and we're probably looking at the same thing this Probably. Year. Um, uh, Columbia right now is 3-3 three and three at home, 0-3 uh, on the road. Uh, they're three and seven overall, one and five in their region. Um, whereas Abbeville nine and one, five and zero oh as of right now. They're four and one. They're only lost to Westside uh, back on September the eighth uh, uh, in that one. Um, 
you know, for for Columbia, it doesn't get any easier uh, coming into this, particularly when you got to face an Abbeville defense that has two North players on there. Jay Harris, number seventy, we know is is just phenomenal. Um, if you can stop him with one guy, you're doing great. But more than likely, you're going to double team him. But if you get through him, you got to worry about the DB and uh, Bowie. Bowie is the real deal as well. He's going to be on the North team as well. So uh, you got your hands full, and then you got a uh, Mr. Leach back there playing quarterback and. and it, you know, if they get into trouble, they put him back there at the safety spot. So um, it's like a two-headed monster if he ends up getting in the game uh, to go along with all that. Columbia, I just – this is going to be hard sledding uphill. You know, we – I'm going so much at new, but, you know, they, they – this it was Keenan two, three years ago, and then last year it was Columbia, and it was a blowout. It's not going to be different this time. Now, we always joke about the teams forfeiting, you know, in a regular season. This might be one of them. I'm Columbia's coach. I just call and say, hey, coach. We ain't wasting the gas. <laughs> Y'all got it. We don't need that 70 on us, which, Coach, I mean, like I said, Coach Nichols ain't going to throw 70 on you. But, I mean, I could, I could see one where if he could get a 56 to nothing win, he'll take it. And he'll take yep. it quick. Yep. And, and it, I, this is one right here that I don't see. And if it happens, I'll go to Nichols myself and apologize for the loss. But I don't even see this being a ball game. Yeah, it'll be a running clock in the second if half. If they score crazy. a point, I'll be son. Columbia, that is. <laughs> They're the Capitals, right? That name of that team? I think so. They are the Capitals. <laughs> yes, they are. They ought to have more. They don't have anybody at the legislature or else. They'd, they'd make sure they didn't play Abbeville every year in the playoffs. This is almost <laughs> one you don't want to – you almost want to tank your own season so you don't get Apple first round. You might go to 96 for, you know, next year or something. But uh, that's just pride. And like I said, I mean, I'm sure the coach is going to bring his team up there. They're going to get off the bus, go through their workouts and everything. And then it's time to play ball. So – all right, taking a look at 3A here. Uh, only one 3A team in the Lakelands, that being the Vikings of Emerald High School. 1-9 overall, 1-3 in region play. They're the number four seed. They get the number one seed out of region two in 3A, and that is the 10-0 Bears of Beltian Honeypath. 5-0 um, in region play to go along with that. They won all but one of their region games by 50 or more points. Well, this is a team in Emerald that, uh, for those of us that were around back the year they won the state championship, the team was sitting there. They had a few more wins. They did. Mm -hmm. But uh, they were going in. They were going to be on the road. You're going to be playing number ones all the way through. And, you know, they went on the road. Now, it wasn't pretty. And it wasn't blowout wins. But, you know, a 10-9 is still a win, and you advance to the next round. And, and that's what Coach Hill and those boys did. And, um, they ended up playing in Columbia, and then uh, that little baseball team that thought they were going to come in and wipe the field <laughs> with them all of a sudden found out, uh-oh, this is a real football team. And next thing you know, the clock's at four zeros, and Emerald's up 10, I think it was like 10-8, 10-9, something like that. So it's possible, Emerald, you've done it before. It's in your, it's your, it's in your DNA, so to speak. So let, let, let's pull that good DNA out and – Go win this thing. Now, they do have a Shrine Bowler, uh, the Bears do, and Amari Jackson. Uh, that's going to be on that offensive line to go along with it. And they have played before. You can remember, these were, this is a team that uh, Emerald hosted back in the non-region schedule on the 15th of September. Didn't go favorably for them. 52-14 uh, was the final in this one. But uh, if you go you know, go back and look at that game and actually how it happened, it, this didn't get out of hand until the second half. Well, and this is the thing, uh, and I believe – You'll see. You'll hear the Emerald coaches. 
this is more on this is more of a game that BHP's got to worry about than Emma. Emma's got nothing to lose and everything to win. We can throw the kitchen sink at them, Coach. You know, let, let, let's carry it with us. And Key's Maybe gonna carry that. two of them with us, and <laughs> we'll throw both of them at them. Key Holloway. Yeah. All right, here's what uh, Coach DeBose had to say when I had a chance to catch up with him earlier. Um, uh, starting with uh, the season and how it went uh, and also the Zappyville game. Well, year. you know, they, they're they not going to slip up on us. We know we know what we're dealing with, and uh, Coach Blackston and his guys, and, you know, they've had a really good year. They ranked really high. Uh, play the game as way it's supposed to be played, and, you know, we found out the first time we played them when you make mistakes, you know, they're going to make you pay for it. So hopefully we can minimize our mistakes and, and play hard, fast, and physical with them, and let's see where this thing goes. Well, are there advantages to playing – Playing them once already, they say it's hard to beat a team twice. Well, you know that's that's what people say. Um, you know, I've I've you know in my years' experience doing this, sometimes you know when I was at Abbeville, we'd run across uh, Saluda a couple of times a year. Seemed like there for the last couple of years, you'd end up playing them twice. Um, you know, and there there there's advantages and disadvantages to it, and um, you know, hopefully, you know we've we. We can learn from our mistakes the first time we played them because they got a talented group. And if if you miss tackles or you don't fill a gap, you know they're running backs and they they can make you pay. And um, you know, and on the back half, if if you fall asleep coverage wise, their quarterbacks and receivers are really fast enough to to get behind you if you blow a coverage. And and you know we found that out uh, the last time we played them too. You know he can sling it out there about 45, 50 yards and. And they can blow the top off your defense. So you know, defensively we got to be sound, and offensively we got to do a really good job of possessing the football, trying to keep their offense on the sideline. Um, we've got to run the ball effectively and throw throw our quick game effectively. Now this could be. Uh, uh I don't want to say a letdown game for them because it was a very emotional game that they had against Wren last weekend. And, of course, they got the number one seed in their region. Uh, two of the toughest regions, I would say, in the upstate, uh, theirs and, of course, yours in Region 3, um, when you look at it. You see, uh, is there advantage to a, a a big game like that that they're coming off of that you can Well, you know, as coaches, you know, we, we, we sit down and evaluate that and we talk about it, you know, and sports people talk about letdown games. You know, if a kid, you know, if a team comes off a big emotional win, it's hard to get up and play at a, at a very high emotional level, uh, you know, consistently over a, a couple of weeks span because it's just so taxing on you. Um, you know, and you know, if if at all possible, this would be a trap game for them if we can turn it into one. Um, you know, they beat us. They beat us up last time we played them. They're coming off a big victory, you know, and an emotional victory. And because they beat us so bad the last time, they're probably not taking us serious. You know, they're thinking, you know, maybe we can just throw our, you know, our helmets out there and our shoes and. Emerald's just going to roll over, and um, hopefully we won't do that. Hopefully we'll go up and compete and, and try to put them in a pressure cooker and, and, and you know, play for four quarters, and let's see what happens. Yeah, you mentioned a pressure cooker. i got to imagine that all the pressure is on them. You guys are probably going to be playing really loose. Well, you know, no pressure's on us because, you know, early on, you know, it didn't look like we were going to get here. 
you know, and that's one thing that we're trying to celebrate this week is is we are in the playoffs. And, you know, and, and we want this week to be a, an extra week of practice for some young people. You know, we're in a practice schedule. we got a couple of periods where no seniors can be involved in the in the scrimmaging that we got going on. And, you know, and you, it kind of helps you turn the page towards the future and, and, you, and you get to bring some younger people up for another week of practice. And we'll do that this week. And, Oh, you know, we want to celebrate being in the playoffs, and 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 we get an extra week of work, and 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 be thankful for this opportunity. But we just we want to get over the hump. You know, last year we were we were fighting to get the playoffs, and you know, and I want it to be where, you know, this program to grow. We got to understand that the playoffs has has got to be almost a given, and then we got to start winning playoff games, and. um so, you know, we're trying to build our program here, and, and this is a stepping stone to do it. And, you know, we're thankful for the opportunity to be in the playoffs. You know, where, you know, a lot of folks will say, well, y'all don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Well, you know, I, I don't draw up the, the, the conferences and the regions, and, you know, they just happen to have our region with five teams. So four of you get to go to the playoffs, and, you know, there's not too many shabby teams in our region, so we're not going to take that lightly either. So, you know, I'm proud of our kids for getting the victory that got us here, and uh, we'll go out and compete hopefully Friday night in a way to make everybody proud. Well, Chris and I were talking at the beginning of the year, and, and we said that 3A was just loaded, particularly in the upstate with everybody that is there. Um, have you had a chance to glance at at, at the brackets and, and see what's there and, and – Maybe. Well, you know, you know, you know, as as region coaches, you know, we talk to each other, yeah. and you know, our regions matched matched up with BHP's region this year. Last year, we just matched up with uh, Chapman's region. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some good football teams in the Upstate. I mean, you know, Chapman's end up having a really good year. Uh, of course, in our conference, you got Clinton, um, Chester, Chester. They're <laughs> really good. You know, BHP's good. Wren's good. You know, Wren. Ren got caught in a situation the other night where they have they have three turnovers that go for touchdowns and, and you know and that just changed that whole football game with them. But once again that's a credit to BHP because they're their kids stepping up and playing. And um you know, and then we hadn't mentioned Daniel yet. So, you know, there's a lot of good football, three A football teams in upstate. And, you know, and I and I didn't mention Woodruff, but you know, Woodruff, you know, ends up beating us on you know, the last play of the game with no time on the clock, you know, and they end up having a really good year as well. So, um, you know, you get in the playoffs and, you know, it's another opportunity and you just want to go out and uh, I got a good buddy right down the road, Coach Nick. He calls the playoffs every Friday night. It's a lose-or-leave town match. So if you lose, you're leaving town. So uh, you want to stay in the fight for a couple of weeks and see what happens. But, you know, you get to the playoffs, and, and I've seen crazy stuff happen in the past. So hopefully, you know, some of this Halloween stuff and, you know, trap game, and hopefully we can go out and do something and shock a lot of people. Hopefully the stars align and the moon is full. So. Well, and, and my head shines in the sun, in the moonlight. <laughs> Coach, thanks a lot. Best of luck to you this Friday night. Thank you, Mr. Tom. Sound the horn. So there you have uh, the head football coach for the Emerald Vikings, Coach Tad DeBose. And uh, yeah, I, I love all three interviews that we've got this week. Just great coaches. And uh, he's hoping for a little Halloween magic this Friday night. How blessed are we in the Lakelands, man, to have the coaches that we do have? I mean, it's crazy. I was thinking about when he said something about he said a second ago about Luther Lee Town. That was one of Dennis Botts' all-time favorites at Abbeville. But, I, you know, this is a game, and, and when he said stun somebody, I guess that would be Chris Cox. But because um, I, I do 
we joked about the possibility of just getting that one win. That's all he had to have was that one win. Now we need one more. <laughs> so, I mean, is it asking too much? And now I thought he was going to take you through the Bible when he said he had Daniel coming up in the lines then. That would be the fun one, to see them advance here to maybe get to a Daniel matchup. Because I don't know that anybody wants Daniel. I'm just <laughs> – Throwing it out there, man. This team, right, that Daniel team, the Lions as they are, is they're a good football team. So, so whoever beats them this year, they'll have earned 3A. I can promise you that to get to the lower state. All right, so I need to also debunk some of the rumors that are out there as of right now. There's talk that some of the BHP players, a couple of players, won't be playing. That is out there. Um, it's, when I went ahead and talked with the radio crew that's up there that for the BHP, and they say you know, it's just a rumor. They had uh, an incident that did involve some f- uh, students and a former student, but other than that, uh, it was none of the football players that were involved. So they will be at full strength. And they're not going to let off the gas because they know if they do what can happen. So if you're BHP, you come out and you try to smack them in the mouth and win this game early and don't let them hang around. But, I mean, I, you just had to love the bows. I love the way he comes in here when he comes to Howard's on Main. He's, he, he likes shining that hair now i mean that head now <laughs> it ain't gonna if you see him in like today y'all y'all would be in trouble today if he was right here but yeah coach he does a great job and like i said he's not only is he just a, a winning football coach he does it the right way doesn't he stands bobby he's got it there's no doubt about it and this is uh we were talking earlier um this is in almost dna this this is uh you've won a state championship a football state championship uh, by being the last team in. And all the thing you got to do is go on a four-game win streak. And and that and that four-game win streak, you know, you don't have to win 50 to nothing. You can win 7-6 and we'll be happy. You'll be dancing in the streets. You go down, you make it all the way to Columbia, and you win 3-2, to two, you're going to be dancing in the streets and buying rings. So – it, it's it's there, coach. Find a way to get it out, <laughs> and let's go win a few ball games. Yeah, there could be a possible matchup uh, with BHP and Clinton in the semis uh, coming up. What November seventeenth? Corey, that's a possibility when you look at it. But we'd really rather see Emerald playing. We sh- we should because the winner of BHP Emerald gets uh, Pendleton Travelers Rest, and Pendleton's pretty good too. Yeah, um, they're solid. Yeah, they're up there. Well, you don't have to. Region th- th- this is a whole new season. You forget about everything that's happened preseason, non-region <laughs> schedule, even the region schedule. Forget about it. You got four games. All right, here's a couple other big games that could happen uh, next week. Just kind of previewing real quick before we get to the 4A ranks. But um, if Daniel ends up beating Blue Ridge, which we expect they will, you got the winner of the Wren-Woodruff game to go along with that. You could see another matchup with Daniel and Wren in that one in the second round. Also, Chapman is taking on Crescent. We expect them to win that handedly. But Powdersville has Chester. Could see Chapman and Chester in the second round. I mean, these are huge games that we normally don't see until the third, fourth round. I was going to say until third round, yeah. And, I mean, I, I those two – I mean, that Wren – what was it? The Wren um, – who did you say Wren and – Wren and Woodruff, Woodruff. Uh, could get Chapman and Crescent. Yeah, okay. And, and there's another one also that I didn't even you know that I, I didn't mention, and that is if Clinton gets by Palmetto, which we assume they will, Seneca has to go to Broom. You could have a Clinton Broom matchup Ooh. number two. Centurions. <laughs> well, I can promise you, Corey Fountain ain't taking nobody else lightly, as I not myself out here. Uh, after they went on the road to South Aiken and lost. <laughs> well, well, this this discussion, and we talked about it in two ways that 
2A in the upstate region and in this area, 2A and 3A is some of the best football you'll find in this state. And it would not surprise me that whoever comes out to upstate in 2A and 3A don't end up down there in Columbia holding the big trophy because it, these guys can play. Yeah, we mentioned 96 uh, previously to this game we're talking about. If they – and when they beat Keenan, let's just call it that, yeah. they get Strom Thurmond to match up. If they beat Strom Thurmond, then they've got to probably play Greg Collegiate on top of that. So uh, – and then then you know, and second round with and Abbeville. I, and and I don't believe they'll forfeit to Greg Collegiate <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't. I still don't see how Greg Collegiate may. Right, we ain't going there. Let's go there real quick, but we're gonna go there really quick because I got the Sacramento High School East top ten from this week. And Jerome, I'm gonna tell you, I don't mind Northwestern and South Florence being up there, but the fact that the number nine team you got on here is Great Collegiate, I don't care if everybody forfeited to them both. At seven and three, they don't deserve to be in your top ten. So, Jerome, you take them off or else we'll let a team take them off, and it can be whoever it is. But this is a joke to have a team that played the majority of their games out of the country, Florida, wherever else they played. That's a, that's a joke to have that team ranked. And if you're great collegiate, then you know where I'm coming from because you know how I feel about the situation. But that's a joke right there, Tom Carroll. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, uh, continuing on with the playoff uh, schedule here and around the Lakelands. Lauren Raiders, they've got uh, the second toughest. We mentioned Calhoun Falls going to Louisville. How about the Lawrence Raiders at 2-8 and eight, having to go to take on a 9-1 uh, and one Northwestern Trojan team uh, that has been number one mm. uh, or number two in the rankings all year long? They're still there. You see that right there? This is what we got to do, Stan Spy. We got to throw them fingers up there and cross them because this is the game we need. If there is an upset Friday night in the state of South Carolina, it needs to be in Rock Hill with North with uh, Lawrence going up there and shocking them. Because if not, we got to do. I would take care of business too. But like I said, that's the one I'm pulling for of all the upsets. I'm hoping Lawrence can go up there and take care of business. Well, they'll have their hands full. Uh, Vance Ventry, you remember him? Uh, <laughs> very good defensive lineman, plays nose guard. Um, he's on the North team this year. Turbo Richards is on. Made the Shrine team to go along with that. And that cat is true to his name. Let's just call it what it is. Uh, you know, last year they they ended up beating us with fifty to nothing in the course of uh, it seemed like. <laughs> couple of decades that that game took forever to go through but um you know Lawrence has got their hands full they've able to come back here and, and actually put up points I mean uh, yeah they're only averaging about 14 uh, most of that came at the beginning of the season and, and check out their non-region schedule Hillcrest Clinton BHP Chapman and, and then finally uh, Union County and TL Hanna to round that out so Union County's only give me so, but I mean, yeah, this is, this team has come from behind. Coach Smith and them have turned it around from oh and look felt like forever, and then they got that first win, and then like I said, now they're in the playoffs. But when I think of Northwestern, I, Turbo is who you think about. I think of Finley Polk though, because Greenwood has played a host of quarterbacks over the last four or five years. I don't, I won't forget, but Finley Polk to me is as good as Cutter Woods ever thought about. It is. And then we've seen we've seen the Greenville quarterbacks and and Jay Stoker at Easley and. So they got to be ready to play ball. They can't come in there. But that's a game that if 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 you are Coach Swafford up at at Northwestern, you don't take this game lightly. Well, this could be a game much like what uh, Coach DeBose was talking about with him. This could be a trap game for Northwestern. Northwestern could take Lawrence a little light, thinking, oh, we number one, bow chest all bowed out. We've been one all year. And all of a sudden, here comes this little old team from down here in the Lakelands where we know 
there's a lot of quality football played. And just because they're two and forever don't mean they're not a good football team. And not does not mean you're not going to have to play Friday night. And Lawrence, I'm, I'm kind of like Chris. Let's go get <laughs> let's go get a win. Let's knock these boys off their high horse. Let's put them back in their place and show them that, really, the best football is played in the Lakelands, not in the Rock Hill area. Well, we're going to have to go up to Dixie three, District 3 Stadium, and we've been up there uh, a few times. Yeah, and and uh, I just don't like yeah. that stadium. <laughs> It's nice outside. Sit with me next time. Yeah. It's nice out there. Yeah. The field's nice. Uh, the stadium itself needs a little work. But it is host to – and, and they, you know, they, I'm, I'm curious to see. This game is scheduled for 730, so they won the Friday night matchup. Um, I'm going to have to check on Rock Hill and see where they end up playing because um, you know, both these teams are at home field. and they share yeah, the shared same team. Share the same field, yeah. Yep. You used to be three of them forever until South Point finally built one. Yep, they had that done. All right, uh, also, we got uh, number three in Region 1, that being the Greenwood Eagles, 5-5 five and five as of right now, taking on the Yellow Jackets uh, of North Augusta, who are the number two seed in Region 4 um, in this one. Of course, both of them have common opponents in Dorman. We've mentioned it before, Greenwood won 10-7. They ended up losing to Dorman 13-34. to um, They've got Jack Stevens, a very good kicker in North-South, ended up missing one uh, at the end of the game last week. We got A.J. Ross on that offensive line. And uh, that has been phenomenal uh, to go along with that. Um, we want a little revenge in this. It was a 49-40 win for the North Augusta Yellow Jackets on homecoming, of all things, uh, when you have to go back all the way to uh, uh, the 8th of September for this one. Uh, and everybody was saying, you know, we, we, we were hoping for this matchup. I mean, Midland Valley is a lot of fun. They've got an excellent running back that everybody wants to see. But I think majority of the fans, and I know the players do, they want this game with North Augusta. I know well, I did. So, I, know, I think the, the, the players know they came out flat in that game and not really ready to play. And uh, I think they'll come out ready to play this week. You're not going to have to worry about it. The last time we were in North Augusta, the tank just rolled over them. Let's just say it. He just They could not stop tank. Um, guess what? Tank's back. <laughs> oh, and junior tanks are behind him, so we got we the bringing we bringing the artillery with us. So you know, and we haven't highlighted Elon Wade that no, much the last three games had. either. So that may be another factor to throw into yeah. this. And that was a guy. That's a kid that didn't play in that game. We're going here. I'm looking at this man. I I got a I should have gave you one, but you remember the one thing I remember about it when I started looking at Corey Tillman being the quarterback. There's four Tillmans on this team. You got the defensive guy. You got a guy. Well, you got two on defense. You got two on offense, but. Tillman's a good quarterback, but he's a guy that if we can get pressure on, they got they got to be able to run the ball if they're going to win this game. And I think we can put the pressure on them. Then you got Michael Doe, and then you got old Beans Hunt that they went across Broad Street and picked up from one of them Georgia teams and brought him in there. And then Connor Brown's the other guy that you got to worry about. But defensively, DeAndre Basket is the real deal. So you know he's going to draw more than likely. He's going to get maybe AJ. And if you're Coach Liner, maybe you say AJ, that's your guy. Don't don't you lose number twenty four? I mean, DL's you know just twenty four by the way. But um, like I said, Bryce Tillman, 
Then you got DJ Booker, and I'm just going. No, through. Booker's not. That's that's the question mark. He hasn't played in the last three games, okay, so well, we're not sure if he's going to play or not. So that that's the question mark at that uh, linebacker outside spot, linebacker yeah. spot. Yeah. I saw he tackles in the Greenwood game alone because I had him down for that. And then you got well, you know the other guy that took his spot though was Dante Bell. Mm-hmm. So if he plays well, then you got your favorite one of calling all all year long has been Trayshawn Quiller. And so, I mean, you know, it's going to be a fun matchup, but I think Stan hit the nail on the head. I think we just got to go out. We got to take care of business because they, they took one from us, and now you just got to get well, mad. But they stole a game from us, and, and like I said, uh, we played them early in the year. Everybody knows Greenwood was a young team this year, and um, we had had some tough games up to that point. This is a game that we felt like we could win, and we just kind of let it slip out of our hands. Um uh, Early, but now we went in at halftime. Coaches made good changes. We came out and we were giving them all they wanted. So uh, that was if we just if we just come out in the first half and and play ball, and uh, I think this will be a game that we can win and we'll win. We've never been afraid to go to North Augusta. No, no I'm talking about no, back no, in my no, days. No, we no. weren't afraid to go to North Augusta at all. No, um, um, so, like I said, I feel like a lot of times we play better there. So we just got to go in and we got to shut down the two-headed monster that they got. I mean, Michael Doe's a running back. You know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's a great player. Beans Hunt's a good player. Noah Wyatt is a, is a receiver. They got their loaded at receiver and they got a quarterback to get there. But well, we got a quarterback get that can run too. Yeah, we got to get but, pressure. But here's the thing too: they had an emotional game last week with Midland Valley. Mm-hmm. They got beat, and they might have got beaten up a little bit. Now they're saying they've got to play another a Greenwood again, <laughs> and this is the same Greenwood team that seems like every year knocks them out of the playoffs. So there's a lot going that there, you know. Can the coaching staff put it together? We'll see. Should be a fun one to watch. Seven thirty. Yeah, we need to get we need to get all the fans out because fans we will be sitting amongst you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all year long, the fans have travel. They don't sit in Greenwood and listen That's to us it. on the radio. Because, I mean, I'm a boring guy on radio. He's, a, he's solid. He does his job. But I'm the boring guy. But, but yeah, we're going to be with you. So, maybe we're going to get the band ready. and We're going to sit right by them. The tuba can keep us warm. It's going to be cold tomorrow night. But I like what you said, Stan. You said we have we've gone in there and we put them out at their house. Yeah. And that's what's gonna happen again. And all these CSRA guys, you listen to me, and I appreciate you listening to me. But here's what I'm fitting to tell you right now. Our region and yours region, it ain't even close. That's fact. So Midland Valley, you might find out the same way that North Augusta's gonna find out. But like I said, it's gonna be a fun game. What what's my coach say about it? <laughs> here's Coach Liner uh talking a little bit about this team, getting ready for it this week. You know, it's easier uh especially if you're on the short end of the stick, sometimes it's easier to play an opponent twice. And, you know, as long as it's a comparative game where the talent's relatively equal and, and, and you know, all the other things considered, it should be a fairly even game. And so that, you know, we wanted to play North Augusta. Um, we had seen Midland Valley a good little bit because they came to all our 707s this summer. And, you know, they got a super talented team. They have a an elite running back who's, you know, maybe the best, if not top three or four in the state. But, um, North Augusta also has some elite players. You know, their quarterback and running back are super fast. They got a wide out. They play it at um, kind of a, a wildcat deal, and he's also super fast. And their 
much bigger and you know they've always been big i mean even the teams that we played the last three years they had some really big kids that you know had multiple college offers but you know for some reason or another they weren't able to play together as a team and i think a lot of that was just with their coaching turnover and we mentioned that before on the radio when we played them the first time you know they've had a lot of transition which makes it really hard uh, especially on kids you know when your coach is different every year it makes it you know um uh, hard to move forward sometimes so um but you know this th- this guy's from there and they got a lot of guys uh you know coach bush is from there and a lot of guys on staff that are from there so i think that it's given them some, some stability and and you know they've had a great you know regular season they've beat some good football teams i mean they beat a very talented strong thurman football team um, right after they played us, as a matter of fact, and um, you know they've had a couple losses here and there. They lost to Dutch Fork and Midland Valley and uh, Dorman, and um, and that's it. So I think they ended up seven and three. But um, they're a good team, and they they play really hard and physical, which is kind of you know that's kind of tries to be you know we try for that to be our mo is you know we want to play tough and physical and. And, uh, and we have in a lot of games, but, um, you know, the games we haven't are the games that, you know, we've gotten our butt beat. So, um, you know, look forward to playing them again. Definitely wanted to play them again. Um, you know, I think it's much harder on them than it is on us, but, you know, we're about to see. All right. Well, game time, 7.30. We encourage everybody to come on down. Big uh, turnout, hopefully, a uh, big crowd. I know North Augusta will have a big crowd out there as well. Um, weather going to be uh, an issue with it being a little colder? No, I love it. I mean, it's supposed to be that, you know, first time really all year that we've had what, you know, we all call football weather. And, uh, you know, where it's frost on the on the ground in the morning, the, the, the grass has turned brown. Of course, you know, they have a turf field just like ours, and I kind of miss that, you know, because if you're playing – on a field where the grass is brown, you're playing at a time that mo- not many people are still playing. So um, I know everybody's enamored and loves the turf. I personally don't. I, I like the old grass and just the pain and all that stuff. But, you know, that's just me personally. The kids love it. So, I mean, they they love the turf. I don't. But So there you have uh, Coach Liner uh, getting ready for this game and, and you know, looking forward to it for the most part. Um, you know, the coaching staff wanted it. The players I know uh, that I've talked to wanted this one. Uh, matter of fact, we said from the get-go at the beginning uh, two weeks ago that this was a matchup that we were hoping to get. Tell you the matchup I want to see because it, the first game I was a little surprised. But Robert Stevenson and I said, are we going to get Malachi Morrell? And you know how good a game that kid had on that line. We got to go out and establish. That's where we got to win it this time. We yeah. establish a run. We can establish a run and take dominant, you know, ownership of offense and defensive lines. This game's over. There's we, a, there's one factor though that North Augusta has that we've got to watch. We know about Doe and the and Tillman at, at quarterback. Got to watch for number thirteen, Connor Brown. If I remember correctly, was the guy that on third down he was their go-to guy, and time and time again they converted on third. He's that slant guy. He runs that slant right across like a tight end would run it. He's a wide receiver, but yeah, the, he yeah, is solid. Slot. Well, and we have had trouble with that. Well, I, I think the coaching staff all year, and we have said it, that this coaching staff, both offensively and defensively, have put our players in the right position to make a play. It's just the fact that we've been so young. We've missed some tackles. We've gone to some arm tackles. Um but that was earlier in the year. We're getting better now. So let's hope that these coaching staffs will put their game plans together. Our guys are going to be in place to make the plays, and they're going to start making them. And this is something that 
North Augusta may not be accustomed to somebody coming out and being physical with them. Um, well, that, that Midland Valley game was pretty physical. And go back was, and look but, at. <laughs> well, it, it was, but see that that plays in our favor opposed to them. They had a physical game where they got beat, and you know you even go to looking at some of these college games. A uh, college game will have a physical game one week, and the next week they come back and they play in the Little Sisters of the Poor, and they're getting beat because they're so beat up from the game before and they have not flushed that game. You're at a high school level, and you're trying to get those kids to flush that. They could have been region champions. They could have been number one. They could be in the playoffs for the whole series of playoff games. All those get X'd off the board. You get one playoff game at home, guys. You know, uh, we're not guaranteed anything. Yeah, Tillman had his game last week, and yeah. I know he was – I mean, like you said, when you have 400 yards by yourself, you played a good football team, but yeah. you're tired. Yeah. And you don't know what kind of nicks, and he might have taken along that game. But the one you got to really – I'm telling you, the one I'm worried about now is a guy like a, a Jack Stevens, as you said earlier. Well, I was going to say um, – First, well, actually, he didn't miss the kick. He got blocked, but and it was just so low that I mean, three or four of them guys could just throw the pinky up there and block that kick, and that's just unusual with him. So you wonder what happened maybe on that play. But I like what Coach said about the fact is he likes that natural turf, that yeah, grass, yeah. because of the pain level. Now, see, was a quarterback <laughs> like me and him, but you know, I, I've told you a hundred times, man. One of his better games at Greenwood was at North Augusta, so I hope this is going to be one of his best coaching jobs as well. We need this one because, I mean, I can promise you that if if Northwestern does get by Lawrence, they're going to think about Greenwood. It came up last year, and that's what I want them to think about because this is a different football team. So, got to win yeah, it first, though, guys. But, but we don't <clears throat> we don't want to leave this game up to that kicker. We need mm-hmm. to be seven points up or four points. We don't need to have him kicking a 50-something yarder as the clock expires to beat us by one. Now, I ain't worried about him because we got, we got Piontek and we got well, the punter. So we understand all I got that, that. But, but we just don't want to give him – we don't want to be in position for him to beat Oh, us. no. no. That's why I said come out. And, I got Jim saying that. It's knock him in the face. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Beat him down. <laughs> beat all right. So, best right. of luck to all our Lakelands teams uh, that are going to be out there. We hope to encourage you to go out and – and enjoy it. Dress warmly. Um, stay to the end and, and help support these guys. Uh, some of the seasons uh, may come to an end. We hope not. But um, it, with that being the possibility, they may have a good fan base behind them. Wouldn't it be great if all of us won? Mm-hmm. It'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Have everybody go through with a big W. And that includes Lawrence. We're going to kind of pull them into the Lakelands area. <laughs> uh, we, we claim them. I mean, like yeah. so that's a game. I, I, like I said, of all those games, I'd love to see that one come to fruition, though, of all of them. Be fun to watch. We're at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Happy hour's begun uh, over here. B-Rad has got the bar up and running uh, to go along with it. Plus, they've got great food as well. Now, they ran out of the twice-baked potato <laughs> early here on Thursdays, which is uh, just to die for, along with the ribeye steak sandwich to go along with it. So I, I had to have my ribeye steak with, uh, with chips and fries today. So those were the two options that I ended up uh, having to go with. But for the most part, some great specials. The cheeseburger special on Monday is fantastic. The hot dogs um, to go along with it. Uh, and the breakfast items as well. I drove by this morning at 730. <laughs> Stan's car was out here uh, along with Willie's enjoying a great breakfast to go along with it. 
And you had to go to a physical therapy of all time. I had to go see Mr. Sloan Calvert and get on, yeah. He's going to work it harder now. I, wait till you get through with him before you tell him. Who, I'll, t- your, I'll tell him you're next. Your partner in crime. There you go. I'll wait till after he works me. I uh, hope so he'll forget the next time we come through. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, want you to come on out to Howard's on Main. Uh, not only is it a great place to come, but it's also got some great folks that are here as well that you can uh, talk with. The staff is to die for. Clyde is here. He's cooking tonight. Um, as well, they got uh, live entertainment usually on Thursday, Fridays, and Saturday nights to go along with all of that. Well, let's go into the college aspects here. And um, before we get into Chris's chaos, which we'll do here in just a second, I uh, want to say congratulations to uh, Jacob Cooper out at Lander University. He was named to the preseason all conference basketball squad. Um, that is there. Uh, you know, he kind of edged out USC Aiken for the top spot in the poll as well uh, to get that honor to go along with it. But um, the men's basketball team picked to finish fourth this year. And, uh, you know, that's just a little fuel on the fire, if you ask me, for Coach Amar uh, Watad. Uh, I think he's just going to kind of sprinkle that and, and fan the flames a little because uh, they've got a good chance of winning this league, I thought. This yep. team was fun last year, especially toward the end. And, to have, and Cooper was one of the main reasons for it, to have him come out and be listed already like that. I love it. Yeah, looking forward to that. And then uh, you look at the women's basketball team, um, you know, kind of the coaches, I guess, in the media that, that voted in all this picked them to finish seventh overall. Uh, with this, they garnered 33 points in the polls to go along with that. And um, they've got a young lady, the freshman of the year last year for the Peach Belt Conference in uh, uh, Quadija Langsley out of Traveler's Rest, along with seven newcomers to the program this year to go along with the five returning starters. So uh, this is going to be a young team for them coming in, and one that's going to kind of, I don't want to say it's a rebuilding year, but it's a year where they can make a lot of noise. It is, and, and this we have to remember that Lander has a history of have producing great women's basketball programs. Of course, we know we lost our coach. He went down there to that school down there in Myrtle Beach. But, uh, you know, and this coach is going to do a good job. You see it. She's recruiting well. Let's, you know, get behind both of these teams, not only the men's but the women's, and uh, see some great things coming for both of them. Looking forward to it. All right. With that being said, (laughs) it is time once again. I love the spooky music on a Halloween week. It is chaos, man. I'm telling you. Because it is going to be another chaotic weekend with the games that are coming up. Here's Chris's chaos. We're going to jump in. We're going to start with tonight, Stan Spivey. This is one you're going to love. I've been looking at these games all week, and I looked again, and Duke's going to be without Riley Lennon again. I think they're going to hold him out this game. I'm going to go with Wake Forest at Duke. They're four and four, and Duke's five and three. I mean, they're pretty close win and loss, and they play everybody each other plays. But I think Claiborne is going to be the difference in the game at running back. Waters is pretty good for Duke, but uh, like I said, I just think Mitch Griffiths, he's got almost 1,300 yards on a year in a year that they're four and four. Yeah. And I mean, Riley Leonard right now is at 11.02, so that's almost 300 more yards passing. So I'm going to start with that game. That's going to be where it starts. But you got TCU Texas Tech. You got Chandler Morris at quarterback for, for TCU. They're four and four. Uh, Texas Tech has jumped up. You also got tonight, you got that team in Troy down there, and they got uh, South Alabama, which is going to be a really good game, Bradley and Well, that's kind of Watson. a rivalry game, too. It is, and, and I try to stay where it is for that. Um, but the game of the week to me around here is going to be Furman. They're at Chattanooga, which is going to be a really good game, and Furman's moved up again, Tom. They're one spot behind them Jackrabbits. 
Yeah, they're number two right now. So, and that's good. That's a pretty cool one. And then, like I said, I'm just rolling through here because I, I always like to give Stan his. I mean, I thought about Missouri. I did. Yeah. I thought about Missouri with Brady Cook at Georgia. And, and a lot of people feel like Missouri kind of got the shaft in the first playoff release of the top 25 or whatever you want to call it. They, a lot of people were saying, saying Missouri be deserved there. better than what they got. And you got here's the one I really have thought about long and hard, and that is LSU at Alabama. And I just think about, for one, I don't like Brian Kelly, so I, I don't know that I'd want that pick. Jaden, Jaden's a great player at quarterback. Uh, Jaden Daniels, I mean, he's got 2,500. And, and I'm still not sold on Milrow, but you're at Alabama. Well, and, and that defense. Well, here's the thing, though. Since the first game of the year, Alabama's just been Alabama. And that means they've just won. And it didn't matter if they were playing Lane Kiffin or <laughs> the Citadel. They win the ball game. And it's all matters is it that, more that's points what, than that. That's right. And being at Bryant Denny, I would I would go with Alabama to beat LSU. I like you to take it to pick away from me. But I, I was staying with Bama. <laughs> I was staying with Bama, but uh, I got let's see. Here's the one that you're gonna be interested in. DJ Uwe. Oregon State. Oregon, Oregon State, State at Colorado. Holy this could be a fun God. game, man. They're going to be snow on the ground in this and, one. And the thing is, though, you got Shador, who is now like – he's moved up to like third in passing yards for the, for the year. Yeah. I got someone there all the passing – yeah, he's third with tw- almost 2,700 yards. And he's going against U- DJ Uwe, who's got almost 1,800 himself. I mean, it could be a really fun game. Oregon State's that good. But I can't take Colorado. I'm not going to take Colorado, so I can't <laughs> be one of my picks. I'm going to take Arizona over UCLA. Noah Pippita. You ever heard of him? Yep. Never heard of him. Need, need to hear he introduced us to him last week. Need to hear about him because I'm going to tell you, he's the real deal. And this is and the reason I'm going to tell you this game is it's going to be a fun game to watch. Two freshman quarterbacks, true freshman quarterbacks for UCLA and Arizona in that game. So, that should be fun. And then, like I said, I had I had Coastal, Old Dominion, but, you know, Grayson is out. He ruled out earlier day before y'all came in. And so, that's going to be the three I got. I only did three this time because I didn't want to bore you to death with anything else. <laughs> I did take Southern Cal over Washington, though, but they just sat Southern Cal. That'll be their first loss at Washington. Wow. And it might hurt them for a championship run, but. Definitely well, they would. still got to play Oregon, I think, though. They do. I mean, yeah. I mean, well. They still got some. Uh, well, they already beat us. <laughs> well, yeah. We, yeah, we got it. But, I mean, and then, I mean, I'm not going to mess with Carolina, man. If, if you don't win this game, I, I'm not pulling for you. <laughs> But that is Rich Rod, man, and this record's good. I mean, yeah. Rich Rod is seven and two at Jackson State and at Jacksonville State, and they played some tough teams. Zion Webb is, the, is a good quarterback, man. He's sixty percent of his passes. I love it. And then what about Notre Dame Clemson? You think I'm? You think I would throw it out there? Let me tell you, I talked to Tyler myself personally, and he says, "Let me tell you something." I talked to Coach, and we back on a good note. And I, I think this could be the game, but I. You don't know which Notre Dame team's going to show, and you don't know which Clemson team's going to show. So, I mean, it's at Clemson. I mean, so I would not be stunned if it's an upset. I mean, there's Notre Dame seven and two. I mean, it could yeah, happen. Yeah, you got to win the turnover battle. Well, I was going to say for Clemson, number one, you got to cut down on your turnovers. But on the other side of that, and everybody's kind of putting the blame on the offense. The offense has put up points. Until they get to the red zone, we understand that. But they they have scored enough points to win a lot of these ball games. The defense has played well enough to keep the offense in the game, but the defense is not creating turnovers, and they're not getting 
a lot of big sacks for loss or big tackles for loss. So the defense has got to step it up a little bit and get some turnovers mainly. And I think that will happen this week with, with Peter uh, Woods coming back. With Yeah, Woods is going to be a big help, but we got to look at the Notre Dame offensive and defensive lines. They're both huge. We saw what Sam Hartman did against Clemson when he was at Wake. I don't like – I don't think he's going to be much different. Now, Notre Dame is without their big starting tight end. That's the leading pass catcher and, and all that. But in the same light, we still have not heard, and maybe if anybody's out there can let us know, if Shipley's going to play. And word of he, right he, he, out yet, no, no, no word out yet. So, if Shipley does not play, Moffa's going to be number one, which we've talked about that we felt like he should have been number one before now. But uh, we don't make 10 million a year. I'm sorry, Debo. <laughs> Here's your last two, Tom. I'm going to take Kansas State at Texas. Okay. I've been against – Ewers got hurt, man, so I'm not yeah. sure from Malachi. And then I've gone against them a couple times this year and won already. So, I'm going to go Oklahoma State in the – what's the battle and shootout with Oklahoma? I'm going to take Oklahoma State at home. Against Does, Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. take it. 7-1, 6 and 2 so to me, it's a home game. So yeah. I don't know. If that's really chaotic. Because one six and two ones. Yeah. The key in this game is Ollie Gordon is leading the nation in rushing for for Oregon. I mean for Oklahoma State at a right at eleven hundred yards and, and eight touchdowns, and he also has ten receiving touchdowns. So that's that's eighteen touchdowns with one kid. So got to shut him down to win that game. But I, that's not saying I don't have confidence in Brent Venables because I do. I just think that all in all, year game after game, they just have not been ready to play football. All right, so there you have Chris's chaos. One more time, we'll find out if his uh, chaotic picks are like coming true. <laughs> be like last week, probably chaotic. They might be. Um, uh, we got some other games that are taking place here and around uh, the Lakelands as well. You got to look at Erskine. Uh, they are going uh, to take on Emory and Henry College uh, coming up uh, this coming Saturday. This will be a fun matchup between these two uh, once again. Um, EH ended up winning last year 32 to nothing, and the only time these two squads have ended up meeting. But this is going to be another one of those on the road, um, you know, going up to Emory, Virginia, where you, <laughs> they may have a little snow on the ground to go along yep. with that as well. So we'll see how that, that turns out. But um, this is the last road game for, uh, uh, for uh, Erskine and the Flying Fleet. Uh, at that regard, because it does not get easier when you come back from Military Appreciation Day and Senior Day uh, at JW Map Stadium. They got to take on a very good Barton College team. Barton well, Solid. I, th- I think this is a game too, though. But we've talked about it. Erskine has been able to do something this year. They've been able to put some points on the board. So is this that game that kind of they get over the hump and this is their best chance to win? Best chance to win out of the next couple. So let's. Let's go up there, even if it's snowy conditions. Carry your long johns and your longer cleats, and let's let's go win this ball game. I'm praying for snow in this game. You know why? They got to run the ball. Yeah. And that, if you got, I mean, Pender can throw in the snow. I'm sure, yeah. but man, if it's snowing, and Pender can also run in the snow. So, I'd like to see or give it to them 40, 50 times a game, and let's get some rushing yards up there against this team. Should be fun in that regard. So that game uh, going to be taking place at 1 o'clock up there at Emory and Henry. Um, you can catch it. Uh, just go to ErskineSports.com, and you can go to the schedule and uh, click on the uh, uh, watch tab. That's going to be down there. That's brought to you by Flow Sports to go along with that. All right, um, uh, taking a look uh, at Furman University as the Pals 
uh, end up going on the road. They got to go to Chattanooga in this one. And, and, and you mentioned just how tough a game this was or is going to be after you come off a, a 16 to 9 win last week over a very, very good team. Um, but, but you got to look at what Tyler does at quarterback. And, and he counted in this game last year, he accounted for over, what, 300 yards yeah. of offense, something, something of that like nature. That. Somewhere around um, You know, and, and, you know, Chattanooga doesn't have quite the same defense that they had last year. Well, this is a game that uh, you don't want to call it maybe the Dens could go in and come out with a, a letdown type game because of the game last week that had so much riding on it that was, you know, there. It's still a game that you need to win, Furman. And this is a game that you should win, even on the road. You should win this game. But you got to come out ready to play. Don't come out flat. Uh, come out ready to play, and you can win this game. Do you know this guy's last name? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. If you don't know who Chase Artopias is, you're missing out on a kid. This kid's got – you know, we talk about Huff every week and what he does. Mm-hmm. He's got 1,500 yards, six touchdowns. This kid's got 2,300 yards and 18 touchdowns in one pick. Chase Artopias is the real deal at quarterback. And if you're firming, I like what Hendricks said last night on YFF. He says, that's the guy we got to shut down and win this game. But he said, I got to get my man Dominic to run the ball again. He said, so I, my lineman has had a tough week at practice this week. So look for Furman to come out, establish the run. And like I said, this is their game that they really got to win. And it's probably their toughest test. We well, thought it was if, last week. But if it's this they week. can come out and run the ball and keep Chattanooga on the sideline, mm-hmm. the Chattanooga offense, I mean – you can't beat me if you're not on the field with me. And then, of course, the the Palins, had, you know, their defensive team isn't just a JV team that's the strong out there. They they got talk some, about how good they, they got are. some kids that can hit you. They are. They're averaging or only allowing, I should say, yielding 94.3 points per game rushing right now and 2.95 yards per rush is what that equals to. They've only allowed 11 touchdowns to opposition all year long. Um, so you know they're good in the red zone. And they lead the SOCON in, in rushing defense at 100.8 yards per game. That's solid. Yeah, I so, mean, Allowing 100 that, yards a game is solid on defense. Yeah. To go along with that. All right. Uh, so this should be a fun game in, in the matchup. And it's going to be up in Chattanooga. So it's going to be a little cooler uh, as they head on up that way. But uh, overall, this is a game I, I see them winning. Furman um, is 7-1, and 5-0 and oh in SOCON. Uh, you've got Chattanooga, the Mox at 7-2 and two and 6-1. and one. Um, This is an, another big matchup, number two versus number 14. Got, and like I said, you got to go and take care of business, man. It's going to be, like I said, Henry said it best last night, go up there and take care of business, shut that quarterback down, and, and run the football and win the game. So yep. he's got a game plan. He's a head coach. Do what you do. Go Dens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, let's talk a little bit about South Carolina now because South Carolina gets to come back to JD or not JW Bab. <laughs> I wish they would play there. They probably wish they would play there right now. Yeah, Willie B's tired too. So. Um, but they get to come back to Willie B uh, in this regard. But this is the first time, guys, that the same mascot for each team has played in the same stadium. So you got yeah. the Gamecocks taking on the Gamecocks. To me, you can sound that chicken all you want. It's going to affect both teams. Take your, your, your high school team and go down there. You're something, too. That's a Gamecock. So maybe your coach yeah. will take them down there before the playoff or after the playoff game. Well, this is a unique game in that preface. I mean, yeah, you have a lot of Tigers. You have Bears. You have <laughs> Lions, you know, <clears throat> you, Eagles. You don't have too many Gamecocks. 
as mascots. And uh, this is two of them. And you got the blue but, roosters and the red roosters. I yeah. guess now you got to distinguish these yeah. two. <laughs> uh, but this is, you know, coming back home after uh, uh, seems like an eternity, about like when we were on the road. Um, so now you're back home, and hopefully you're getting some of your offensive linemen healthy. Uh, some of our receivers hopefully are getting healthy. And, uh, you know, it's a game you should win. And uh, we may see a lot of Mario Anderson uh, running the ball. Uh, we know Rattler's going to be playing, so let's just go get the win. Short in the game, yeah. It's, yeah, and it's a 12 o'clock start time, so much like Clemson and Notre Dame, you know, uh, everybody's going to be leaving that when the sun comes up. So probably more, I don't know if how the roads are going to be going into Clemson. I feel like they're probably going to be pretty packed. So be patient, people. You will get to the game. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then quickly with uh, with Clemson, um, the feeling right now is Notre Dame, this is their game to lose. Um, they've got a more experienced group. They have everything uh, that's going for them right now. Um, you know, you, you know you've got to stop the run. Yep. Uh, we got to be wary of the pass, uh, but you, you've got to be more concerned about special teams as well because Notre Dame has also used that special teams to their advantage, much like South Carolina has against the Tigers in particular. Well, and, and you got to look at the other side of that. The Tigers' special teams have not been that great this year. I mean, uh, you know, they do a decent job punt. They do a ge- decent job in – punt returns and kick about like everybody else on kickoff returns very few you're seeing very few kickoff returns return for touchdowns now because everybody's fair catching it or you know whatever and and just taking the ball on the 25 so well, the other thing is the offensive line. We saw some changes yeah. last week. Um, I mean, they were better than than they have been. You know. It, I got to give credit to Sadler. He's definitely been better in the last couple of weeks to go along with it. Don't need uh, that crew yet, man. He, he's got to improve a lot. <laughs> he does. Um, but, but, you know, Lee was moved to right guard. Well, that's Why the position they, we've been yeah. saying all year that they need to solidify need to some kind. Find somebody. You've got people up there now. They might be tagged as a right tackle or a left tackle or, what, or center, but – Find you a right guard that can play because that's the missing piece that you needed to have. All right. And then the other thing that came out yesterday, uh, or well, actually Tuesday, was the um, future schedule, ACC schedule for the yeah. uh, ACC. Um, and when you look at Clemson 2024, pretty much the same. It doesn't change that much um, because you don't add SMU and those guys, uh, Cal, a- until 2025. So you got Louisville, uh, NC State, Virginia, and Stanford at home. Away you'll be at Pitt, Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, and Florida State. In 2025, though, uh, you're going to be home against SMU, Florida State, Duke, and Syracuse. But then you you go on the road to Boston College, Louisville, North Carolina, and Georgia Tech. 2026 is where the travel comes in, my friend. <laughs> Away games uh, in 26, you got Syracuse, Duke, Florida State, and you got to go out to Cal, where you're going to be home against North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, and Miami once again. So, and then it just goes down from there. They got to go to SMU in 2027. Um, in that regard, and then uh, uh, I think they got to go to Stanford in 28 um, when they come into the league, and in 2029 they got Cal at home, but they got to go on the road to SMU. Well, the one so. thing I saw all 
all the schedules come out, or maybe not all of them. Uh, but the one thing that got me was the uh, the opponent that you're going to have every year, okay? And Clemson's got one, and their guaranteed opponent is going to be like Florida State. I don't forgot what word they what wording they had for it, <laughs> but then there were other teams in the conference that had no guarantees. But then you look at that crowd up there on Tobacco Road where Clemson's got one in Florida State. Oh, well, North Carolina, you're going to get to keep NC State. You're going to get to keep Wake Forest. You're going to get to, you know. And I'm like, okay, I see where this is going. This is going back to Tobacco Road basketball days uh, (laughs) where you're going to get to play everybody you want to play and Clemson's going to play everybody else. All right. Um, other news uh, out of Clemson and South Carolina is Clemson handled Newberry in exhibition basketball rather easily last night. Ninety to thirty-nine was the final. That when the Gamecocks struggled, though, um, you know they were down thirty-four seventeen at halftime. They managed to come back and end up winning sixty to fifty-seven. Um, you know, with Coach Paris, uh, it was that you know come to you know what moment uh, in the locker room amongst those guys. Um, but they, you know, they're missing some big guns in there. They do have B.J. Mack um, coming in, playing against his former team. Former, yeah, I'm sure former. that was very emotional for him. Uh, B.C. Johnson struggled again, though, uh, against a, a lesser opponent. They're okay. I mean, like I said, of course everybody's ready. You know, he's got to go and bring old Frank back and all this other. I'd rather lose to Walford, Siddle, and Permit every game to bring old Frank back. So if you want old Frank, <laughs> go to UMass. But this go, I think you're going to see this year it'll be Walford and Furman in that SOCON. That'll be the battle for the SOCON. Those are your two best basketball teams probably in it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Really good game plan, but, yeah, we're missing four. He called them hogs in the middle. But uh, So there's some players that are going to be coming in. And I, I talked – matter of fact, Cam takes me in halftime in the game. You know Cam balls the basketball all over the state. But, he's, yeah, when we get those other two guys back, and th- th- this should be a fun team to watch even in the SEC. So I'm going to trust what he says on it. And I believe in Coach Ferris. I do believe in him. So – and like I said, that could be the emotional lift that Mackey needs. Yeah. So well, anything to get his motor running once yeah. again because he he can be great. Oh, we've seen it. Solid. <laughs> All right, we're in Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. We invite you to come on by. We're here every Monday and Thursdays, two thirties when we get all the fun and excitement underway. Just come on by and see them during the week as well. They got some great specials, great lunch, great entertainment going to be taking place uh, tomorrow and Saturday here at Howard's on Main. Chris, always a pleasure. You too. I'm going to wrestle you up. Uh, uh, thanks, Dan Spivey, as well, the coach, for coming in. Yeah, I'm going to have to start hiding once. So. I'm going to go back and rattle the cage for Clyde and get you one. All right. Uh, come by and see us. Uh, we'd love to see you this weekend out of the ball games, wherever you may be. Just come on by and say hello. I'm Tom Carroll, Chris Cox, Dan Spivey, and we are the Lakeland Sports Guys.